everyone. It is I, Remy, your leader and co-host of Provoking Dialogue. Uh, Mr. AKA, Mr. My intros are never going to be the same. They're going to always stay cringeworthy and unorthodox no matter what I try to do. Um, yeah, since it is September, I decided to share a uh, sickle cell story. 100% true how I remembered it as it happened for me. So, um, if you notice any moments where my voice is, uh, shaky, I may be, uh, cursing, uh, I may sound (laughs) emotionally all over the place. Hey, all right. I'm reliving the story as I tell it. So, uh, I don't know what to tell you. And, but because of that, I'm not going to, um, provide any extra edits or anything like that to the story. I'm just going to leave it exactly how... I shared it and how I recorded it. Also, with it being such a lengthy story, um, we are releasing this in two parts. So you're going to get the first half here and then on our next episode release, you will get the second half for sure. Um, Yeah, I'm going to shut up now. That is all that I really wanted to share because it's going to take me 40 minutes to get into the story anyways. But hey. Now you know, if you want to just skip straight into the 40-minute mark, you can do that. But you might miss some other stuff that I was talking about, so it's up to you. But I'm going to shut up now. Enjoy the story. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys can give us feedback on Instagram or wherever you know us to be. You can even go straight to provokingdialogue.com and you can now also... Not only rate our episodes, but also you can rate our podcast as a whole. Again, that is provokingdialogue.com. P-R-O-V-I-K. P-R-O-V-O-K-I-N-D-I-A-L-O-G-U-E.com. Man, it feels weird to do all of that without uh, Shaquan's engagement. Anywho, thank you guys and enjoy. Welcome back to Provoking Dialogue, and I am your host, your fellow sickler, aka Remy, aka I really like the last intro that I did, but I can't get it back because my chair was making noise and I can't recreate that because it was natural. And I'm here yep, with I my co host, Daquan, <laughs> aka Naturally Shock. How are you doing, sir? I, uh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, the sun is shining and I'm breathing. I'm alive, you know. That is that is very good. That is very good. I, I am also alive. And, uh, yeah, I realized that about an hour ago when you called me and woke me up. <laughs> so, I can uh, tell. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Um, oh, we don't got no sun over here shining. It's just cloudy skies and rain and the thunderstorm on the horizon hopefully it doesn't start while we're recording but uh anywho i was say you know what? i thought i was lying for a second but no it actually is sunny it's cloudy a little bit but it's sunny do i normally get rain over there yes and no i'll say not really in the summer we don't really get it as much um for the summer it's, it's straight it's pretty sunny for the most part like the summers here are Probably one of the nicest. Um, but yeah, oh, right. usually other than that, it's pretty great, like in the spring or fall. But 
summer is pretty good weather. Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. So w- with that statement, I thought, at least it's just on my end, I always thought that Seattle was uh, a gloomy state. Mm, or, no. Like I mean, yeah, I think that's like a stereotype or that's what people think. Um, like, yes and no. Like I said, like during the summers, it's not really like that for sure, for sure. Other than that, even when it rains, it's not really like raining or like that. Like it's not nothing near the rain what? that's in Michigan. Like the Michigan, the rain that's out there in Michigan is nothing like how it is here in Seattle. We just have a little mist, a little drizzle, and then it stops. Man, that ain't rain. That stuff don't count. <laughs> but I'll say it'll be gray. That's what it would be. It'll just be gray and it'll just mist all day or something like that. But rain, oh. we don't get rain. No, nah, we don't get rain like that. So that's when we say gloomy in a yeah, sense. Yes, yeah, like that's yeah. that's gloomy. Yeah. But like rain, pouring down rain and all of that type of stuff, yeah. flooding. No, nah, that don't happen on here like that. That happens like every blue moon. Okay. That, that makes more sense then. Yeah. Probably just got overhyped with, you know, other people talking about it. But in regards right. to just using the term gloomy, mm-hmm. yeah, if, you, if you're getting most, uh, if you're getting missed most of the time and right. always right. cloudy, then yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. very gloomy. Yeah, gloomy is the, yeah, that's the perfect word to say. But in the uh, summer, it doesn't be, it's not as gloomy like that. Like the summers are pretty legit. Like, and the sun doesn't go down to like nine something. So it's like sun mm-hmm. goes up around what, five to six. And then the sun goes down at around nine. So it's like you have a good amount of sunlight out here during the summer. Okay. All right. Well, I've got a better understanding of that now. Now, when I go talk to another friend of mine that also lives in Seattle, I'm going to uh, push heavy on the factor that he lives in a shitty, gloomy state. And All just. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you got to go with this short, you know? Just sure. to see how he responds. <laughs> Whatever he said, I'm like, nope, you're lying. My brother said. <laughs> but um, okay, um, with with this particular episode overall, I know we was discussing, at least we was discussing this behind the scenes. I don't, I don't know if we discussed this um on oh no, no, I think we did. I think we did on the last episode. I think we touched on it a little bit, yeah. We mentioned that um, a sickle cell story could be like on the horizon or coming up or whatnot. So with that, um, I mean, why not take take this time out to really uh, provide a better understanding for not only just sickle cell, but also provide a story that is 100% factual even when it seems like I'm dragging it out and saying something that does not necessarily exist in any shape, form whatsoever, but it's still factual because I'm telling the story. So with that, I'm going to break down sickle cell. And through all of this, I mean, you feel free to, you know, ask questions or want to point out something here and there. I'm I'm perfectly fine, but I'm perfectly open to it. The more this can be broken down for the audience to consume, the better. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't care, and especially within especially within this this story, and probably even more so on the next one as well. The next story that I'll probably provide on a different episode or whatnot. But before I start doing that, I want to ask you, with you being you know, 
sibling growing up together in the same household, et cetera, et cetera, you still also have a large portion. I don't know if a large portion of your life right now, if I would say that, yeah. of you seeing me going back and forth in and out the hospital, being sick at the house or taking medicine. Like what, what is your overall engagement or at least things that you noticed or became aware of or understood later with having me as the older brother, but yet still having sickle cell and living life? Um, well, I was about to answer the boss. I was going to say too. Also, this is also sickle cell awareness month. This, uh, or I know you about to oh, bring yeah. that in, but um, hey guys, it's sickle cell awareness <laughs> month, man. Look at that. So that's another reason why we're having these conversations as well. But um, to answer the question, I think for me, I didn't even, I don't think I, I really noticed or really understood a lot of it when I was younger. Like, I remember we would go to the hospital and stuff like that. And I just remember seeing you in pain and stuff like that. I didn't really understood the reasoning why of what was happening. Like, I knew you had a sickle cell. And then I remember all the times, like, they'll try to, like, you know, give you IVs and how, like, you know, how mm-hmm. of a situation that was um, watching you and sometimes them, like, poking you the wrong way or trying to find the veins and stuff like that and then seeing mm-hmm. you in pain. Um, but then, like, most of it was honestly... <laughs> As a kid, what I remember is mostly going to the hospital to play video games. <laughs> Bro, hey, you know right, video but... <laughs> games gonna be involved some way, somehow. Right. Me, f that. So like, and legit, it was sometimes fun, like as bad of a situation this would be. No, no, I get but it. I respect it because, like you said, um, he would stay on like the like you know the children floor uh, or like you know. Yeah, so like they have the little kid room and they had like the playstations and stuff like that. So we'll come mm-hmm. there and then have the whole kid room and all these toys and games you're gonna sit and play and do stuff. Right. Um, and then in the room, he will order like the games to be able to be played and we'll just sit there and just play video games all day. Yeah, the so, game cart and boy be on the wheels and right be locked down, chained down, but and, exactly, man, I, I don't care what it is. <laughs> had Nintendo 64, right. Had, uh, I think Nintendo 64 was the main one. Mm-hmm. I want to say had... Nintendo and PlayStation. I think they did have a PlayStation. I think I know for sure the 64. Yeah, I think they did have a they did have a PlayStation at a certain point. I remember there were certain games on there. I'm like, oh, that would be dope if we would have got these right. two on PlayStation. So I think it was both of those two. Dang, yeah, yeah. PlayStation One, to be exact. I mean, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't there by the time PlayStation 2 came out. Right. Like, I don't even know if they even have that stuff anymore. That's a good... Now I'm thinking about oh it. Oh, my like... God. To, to, to answer that question, because I did get an answer from that with the last sickle cell meeting that I had. Mm-hmm. Bro, remember when I said I, I'm, I'm, I was the only person there, period, just not only youth-wise, but as a patient who also has right. sickle cell? Yeah. And knowing that everybody else, the other three people were you know, older, and then you got the one doctor that is also mm-hmm. with us trying to put this all together. Bro, I also found out, like, they stopped, like, they stopped funding stuff like that. Really? So they don't oh, have wow. as much as I did when I was, you know, in, in and out the hospital on the yeah. pediatric floor. They don't have as many game situations or nothing. Oh man, I'm like, dang, bro. I can only imagine what that was like. Cause that that was my main. That's still yeah, my main so. thing. Like, I'll mm-hmm. be sick at home, and I'm like, bro, if I can just 
remove that mentally, take my mind off of it, oh, I'm going straight to a video game. Right. And it was like an outlet source in a way, too, to yes. kind of like, you was going through what you was going through, but that was a way to like kind of, and so we get away from it, even though like you couldn't really get away from it, but right, it was like right. a distraction. Right. There you go. A good like yeah. distraction. From a everything. good distraction. A good way of relaxing my mind and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's another, um, I'm going to get into the story at some point, but I'm, I'm just going to continue to speak as I'm, I'm uh, thinking about a lot of this stuff. Like with using the video games or whatnot, like you said, it relaxes me when I'm in a crisis or whatnot. But right. also, if I'm playing a really, really good game and I'm invested, oh my God, I got to remember to keep my emotions intact. Oh, right. Otherwise, yeah. I mess around <laughs> and be worse in the next 30, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I got to pick and choose certain games that I can invest in, but also keep my emotions in check by not enjoying it too much. Like, you know, Action and adventure is probably my main genre with like Tomb Raider, Borderlands, but all of those are action packed and very entertaining. So I got to find something else lower, probably like a, a puzzle type game or a strategy type game where my mind is definitely working overtime, but my emotions also remain intact because I'm not invested on the emotional level as much. I'm more so invested mentally. Right. And yeah, yeah, that, that stuff definitely helps. For sure. So yeah. So I said for me, that's how I start off. But that's what I remember. I think as I got got older a bit, then they were like, okay, it was more so. I think for me, in some way, trying to and always, yeah, in some way, trying to like protect you, and also just trying to be mindful of like, even though like, okay, you of course you're on your own person, so you like take care of yourself. But mm-hmm. also, I'm like, you know, let me make sure to do certain stuff, so he won't have to do it, and like, you know, so he won't have to go into a crisis or something like that. So like. I remember at certain points where, like, you know, even when, like cutting the grass at a certain point, we used how we used to cut the grass. So, like, you know, you would cut oh the front and yeah. I would cut the back. But then at a certain point, it was like, okay, Shaquan, you gonna have to cut all this. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, stuff like Dang. that. Like, okay, you know what? Yeah. I have to step up a little bit more to do um, certain stuff. So, like, it was even for me. It was never even really a problem to be completely honest. I think it was only a problem to do stuff because I, I just generally just didn't feel like doing anything. So it'd be it's like, okay, right, now right. I have to do work. But it wasn't like, oh, I'm, now I'm doing too much work and nothing like that. But it's right, like, okay, right. I don't feel like doing anything right now and I'm being forced. Well, not really forced, but right, right. I, no, I get, no. I, I get it. I get what you're saying. You know what? I actually thought about that when when that transition happened, like what you just said, with like cutting grass and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Once that. Once that transition, like the last, I don't remember when it was, but I know it was me cutting cutting the grass in the, I think it was the backyard or probably the front. But then mm-hmm. I ended up getting sick like right after it. And then that was right. like the regular pattern over and over. And that was like, nah, F yeah, that. Yeah. Cut. No more grass. <laughs> yeah. And with you doing that though, I, I never got that feeling either of like, all right, Jaquan, Jaquan, Matt, he, he, he don't want to cut all of this. Right. <laughs> I never got that from you at all. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. And so I said it was yeah, I didn't yeah, it didn't to me after a while I didn't, I didn't really mind it at all. I'm like, I got my own system together now of how I was gonna cut it. So I just it was all good. And then I think in general, like doing like more like a lot of like heavy labor type stuff with dad around like projects around the house. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, I already knew like okay, dad's gonna have to rely on me to do this type of stuff or whatever. So it's just stuff like that that like I said it was never really a problem, but that's when I realized like let me sometimes also just I'm going to take on this extra work so that Mookie won't have to do it. 
um, just on other aspects as well, not just from like the stuff with chores around the house, but it's like in general, like, okay, let me make sure he don't have to do this. He don't have to do that. And then also to like checking in every now and then, like, you know, I knew how, with how the family was, they were like overbearing with you. Like, oh, make sure you oh, make water. Make sure you're doing this. Make oh, sure yeah, okay, you're doing this. When you say that, you mean like household family or you mean just entire family? Because I mean, either way, I guess. I'm going to say it's a little bit of, I mean, yeah, both sides. And I said, I already knew how it was irritating you. So I just like, you know, every night, even though in my head, I'm like, okay, let me, in my head, I might think like, oh, let me ask him, but it's something I won't. So like how I would do, like, I was to make sure to, just to distract you sometimes to get you off of stuff. So I said, sometimes playing games would just have you doing stuff with me. So that Mm -hmm. even then those times where I knew you probably was maybe going through like a small crisis or something like that, it can Mm -hmm. just be a distraction so you won't think about it too much. I never thought about that. I mean, hearing you say that now, it's like, oh, duh. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's your brother. Of course, he's going to think like that if he cares. But me thinking about that other than now, it's like, dang, you know what? I never thought about that. Because every time I'm in a crisis, hey, I only got one one of two agendas. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. <laughs> so I <can> concentrate <laughs> mentally. Right, right. Like, let, let, me, let me consume this and be a part of it and try to control my body on all levels mm-hmm. and stay at a, a neutral place to where I can manage it and or two I'm in too much pain and still leave me alone right right <laughs> <laughs> yep oh, I never I never thought about that okay or just sometimes just being around like so I just remember sometimes we'll just come downstairs I just sit there and watch you play games it wasn't like so it wasn't just to like like legit I would be doing legit nothing but I would just be there just to be in your presence just to like you know just so you can have someone to have a conversation with, you want to have a talk. If not, mm. I don't be standing there, just you know, just watch you play a video game. So yeah, okay. it is like stuff like that, small stuff I would do. At least that's why I feel like I said I don't want to be how I saw everybody else in that family was. And I'm like, you know, let me just find another approach. <laughs> so that's how I think I started to do that with you. Oh man, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking about it. Like I said, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. That, that that makes a lot of sense. I, I was not aware of it, but it makes sense. You did care, so cool. And yeah, when I'm on that level of uh <laughs> I don't care, leave me alone. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm like I'm already just naturally, I'm always kind of sarcastically in the I don't care mode, depending on what it is. But majority of the time you'll get the you know extra humor to come along with it. But in moments like that. Oh right. no, nah. Ev- everything is almost at like a <laughs> level eight or nine. So you might get the rude side of me a whole lot quicker and at a higher rate than you normally <laughs> would get. Right. That. So yeah. Yeah. Dang. I never thought about that. I'm curious to ask Shreda that too. I wonder what she would say to that. But okay. Yeah. So um autos, okay. Now the moments when I'm in the hospital and not home. Was it, is there a shift? Like I'm, I'm thinking that there is a shift in regards mm-hmm. to all right. There's a person that's not in the house anymore. Like that's just how I'm thinking about it. Not, not saying right, it directly, right. but with me being in the hospital and now you know I'm not there. Is yeah. was there a shift ever like in the house to where Mookie isn't here? He's sick. And if it was like, what, what was the, uh, what was the vibe or energy within that? Or yeah. is it long term? It just became like a normal thing. So mm. y'all just like, all right, he's in the hospital, but he good. Right. 
I think our yeah. t- I think it's, it's based off of two things. Like, of course, the energy did shift because I see you are more like the goofy one in the house. So, like, of course, like that element was gone. Mm. But like I said, on like a regular basis, I think it did. Like, depending on how bad of a crisis it was, it made it even worse. I would say. Well, I'll say the energy was definitely was not in a very good atmosphere. Like, if he was in a very severe crisis, mm. then you can definitely see, like, even, like, mom and dad's energy would be completely different. And it's, like, oh, you can tell they were worrying and stuff like that. So, then it's, like, your energy gets shifted off. And it's, like, dang, like, what's about to happen? So, like, that dynamic, mm. so it'll be, depending on how severe the crisis is, would also, the, like, it will shift the energy in the house. So, if it's something severe... Thing, yeah, like said, then we're wearing trying to figure out what's happening. This, that, and third. If it was a more like you know, typical crisis, right, it's like, okay, right. you know, let's make sure to check up and stuff like that. But like, that was more of a norm, like the regular ones. Those are we got, I guess it was eight, it almost created like um, uh, a regular routine situation with that. But okay. if it got severe, then it's like, okay, like something's like we just all hands on deck almost type of feeling. Okay, it's like, you, yeah. Got you. Everybody's uh spidey senses are yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. But other than that, it was just like, you know, oh, okay, Mook's in the hospital. Let's check him in after school. Let's go up to the hospital and make sure bring him food. So like it was, I don't know, it felt like even though you wasn't at home, I mean, because mm-hmm. at that time too, sometimes we will spend sometimes almost like we'll spend so much time at the hospital with you. It didn't feel like it was a difference. Even like, yes, you we will go mm. back home and you wouldn't be there, but we will spend time with you at the hospital. So it's like, oh, it's not like you're gone, like you're absent. Right, right. I like, say in, in the household itself, yes, the energy is different because like we don't have that there. But like, well, we've I mean, we were at the hospital so much, so it's like right, after a while, right. like say it was like a regular routine. That was the new normal in a way. So plus with y'all coming up there uh, so much, I would guess mm-hmm. that y'all also get a sense of. Like where I'm at up there, right? Or whatnot. Exactly. So like, all right, well, he's yep. still he's still being himself, or mm-hmm. he's trying to maintain it, or something like that. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. Oh, you know what? Okay, now see, I I end up having more questions in a situation like this instead of just actually going straight to the story. <laughs> right. But but I'm I'm gonna go to it. But yeah, yeah. For for what it is, these these are actual questions that I never really have an answer to. It's just I mm-hmm. wonder one way or the other so okay now even with that i know i know as i i continue you know to get older and whatnot i would hear like uh you trita or mom and dad they would y'all be like all right yeah we know you we know when you're trying to um uh, Mm. treat the pain we know when you're trying to act like there's nothing going on blah 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 in those moments like what? Well, what was that for you? Like what? Well, what is your signature thing? At least that you can say for sure. Like, all right, he's in this mode because he did this. Like, how kind of? How can we tell? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. What's your telltale sign from it's, me? Is that yeah? Like, all right, yeah. He's he's in this state right here. Like I say, it's definitely like, it's just the energy. Like I said, since we're so used to like we know you and your energy and how you are typically, like even in your asshole moments, like it's like it's a different, it's a different level of asshole when you're in those moments. So it's like your words a lot more short. Yo, I was, like, I, I was not expecting that. Like I'm just saying, like your energy is different, and it's like no matter if you're an asshole or not, like it's still a different form of it when you you can just tell, like you hold back, you can tell you're holding back. So it's like it's like yo yo conversations are a lot more shorter sometimes. 
you like so sometimes you get a little bit more snappier too uh mm. depending on how severe it is and you can just you can just tell you can like it's legit it's the energy thing you can just tell just by the energy so okay. it's like you like you don't even sometimes have to say anything just the way like how your body moves or like you can just tell you can just tell <laughs> probably even more so the right the lack of when my body is not moving exactly exactly <laughs> he's sitting so. still in that position he's been sitting mm-hmm. like that for two hours exactly if you had to sit in there for, like said for too long or like you do in a walking it's like okay this nigga's walking a little bit weird like why is he walking like that so right, right. depending on yeah. where it is I'm, i might do a lot more walking like it's mm-hmm. in my butt or my legs or you know my chest or my sides or something like that i yeah. can't sit down because that that throbbing sensation is or if you have like if you're drinking like well no if you something you have like the heating pad i remember you used to have the heating pad a lot and mm-hmm. stuff like that so you start if you say yeah, you start bringing out certain stuff too it's like okay he's trying to he's trying to treat it himself i can see what's happening yeah right right mm-hmm. dang okay all right okay okay last question i'm gonna get to the story i'm gonna get to the story. <laughs> all right so in in would you realize in those asshole moments that all right this isn't the the sarcastic humorous asshole moment this is just the we need a hell of hell alone <laughs> asshole moment yeah is there like me, me thinking about it, even though i just said it i said it as if it's two different things but is there really like a difference of my asshole moments or i don't care moments is there a difference i don't know if it's really a difference like say this more snappier or I'll say this, like, for me, I guess for me, I don't know. I feel like I have, I have special privileges. Cause like, you never been like a real, like, even like if you be an asshole, it's never been like an asshole, asshole to me. So like, it would never oh, be yeah, towards no. me, but like, say like it was with like <laughs> the parents or something like that. I can tell the difference with them for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You have, you know, your attitude will be different. Like, so yeah, if they will say something to you about drinking or like you said, you'll be a lot more snappier with them. Like I tell you, you get more of an attitude with them in those elements gotcha. as well okay that makes sense that makes sense yeah yeah because i can think of i could think of love your mom love your mom I yeah, mean, yeah i love your mom <laughs> <laughs> i mean we we know how mama is when it comes to right. you know just anything kind of negative or whatnot mama mm-hmm. mess around and stress herself out right than anything else until she mm-hmm. find out that something is actually okay Right, right. So yeah, like we yeah, had with mom a lot of the times, especially when I was younger. Yeah, making sure coming down, checking on me, mm-hmm. making sure I got something to drink. All right, thirty minutes later, come back down, checking on me. <laughs> uh, all right, making sure I still got something to drink. Right. Thirty minutes later, come back down, checking on. Me. Listen here. Listen here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was definitely with other people. I said with other people, I can tell. Not for me specifically, no. Like, if anything, I'm like, okay, like, you wouldn't want to be bothered, um, if anything. Oh, but... man, yeah, if it's, yeah, anybody outside of, like, the household? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Hex, no, bro. Hex, yeah. no. Hex, no. I've, I've learned that the hard way plenty of times. And for you, even, even for you to say with you it was different, that's yeah. because, I mean, it's, it's still like that to this day, I feel like, even when you were staying here and you would stay here at the apartment or whatnot. You was never like in a smothering state. Right. What I mean by that is like, mm-hmm. all right, he's here, but right. he's not pressing the issue on anything. So it's really just like a chill vibe. But it was right. also right. like that even when I wasn't sick. 
So right. it's like, all right, mm-hmm. well, I can, I can still have my mental peace and peace in my atmosphere, even with Jaquan being there. It's like, all right, yeah. cool, I, can, I can rock with that. Ain't nobody bothering each other or bugging each other to death. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool. Love you, mom. I still <laughs> love you. I love you. I love you. I, I love you. For who you are, mama. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please don't yeah, take that anyway. Like she does love her kids. She, yeah, yes, I'll say that for sure. She is. Yes. She loves her children. Yes. All right. Ten. Ten second praise moment. My mama is the <laughs> best mom in the whole wide world. She cares so much about her kids and no, just her family. Period. To where it's like she will, she will actually stress herself out just to do yeah. something. And mm-hmm. still be even more stressed out after she did it, just because she'll still be in her own head, or she got to be there in the moment right. for hours so she can observe and be aware of every little moment and second that that is going on. No matter how yeah. crazy it may be, no matter how um, harmful it may be to herself, at least from how I'll be looking at, you know, energy and mental health and all that other stuff. Yeah, no, mom, mom is the best. Ever. Love you, mom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to cover all bases here, right. bro. All right. Oh. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah. all right. So, let's get into the uh, story that I want to share. All right. So, like I said, Phil, you got you got any questions? Just yeah. go ahead and cut them off, throw them out there, whatever. So, um. Before giving that story, I'm going to break down what sickle cell is. And even with me breaking this down, I'm breaking this down in regards also to myself. So you'll, for those who's listening and for you, even though I feel you, you kind of already know all of this, you'll notice if I'm talking in regards to general or it's just me individually. So. Okay. Sickle cell is a genetic blood disorder to where, um, okay, just just like everybody, we have, you know, blood and blood cells and whatnot. And for the most part, their blood cells are, pardon me, circular, and they carry oxygen throughout the body. They go through the vessels, they squeeze, they're, they're soft and able to squeeze through all the little areas that is needed within the body and vessels and whatnot to deliver oxygen to that part of the body. So that, that's everywhere, pretty much. And in regards to sickle cell, I also have those same round, you know, soft, flexible uh, blood cells that carry oxygen to deliver throughout the body. But at the same time, those blood cells, when they lose um, oxygen, they become more like a croissant shape. Or if you think about it, like a bite out of a cookie, or, you know, the symbols like, uh, you know, the moon pie for all y'all that, you know, you know the moon pies, they got that yellow moon. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they get like that. But when they get into that, that C formation, that croissant formation, that bite out of the cookie, or like an actual sickle that is used, you know, in the farms to cut down on the... Uh, different things that are growing like oh, i mean yeah that, that'd be a whole nother list but that's where the name actually come from because it's a shape of a sickle but when they're in that form they're no longer 
soft and flexible to go through the vessels that is uh, needed to deliver oxygen. They become rigid and sticky. So now they're delivering oxygen to the body, but like I said, they're when they're in this state, they're not holding the same level of oxygen that healthy blood cell would have. So they're delivering it, they're still doing their job, but they're sticky and rigid. So they can stick to the vessels, the wall of the vessels, the veins or whatnot, and stick to each other. So now just imagine you going through like a a, a tunnel or 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 a, like something circular and then something gets stuck on the stuck on the wall and then something else gets stuck on the wall something else gets stuck to that item or whatever it is that's stuck on the wall so these blood cells are just sticking to each other and even though it's already hard enough for them to deliver oxygen but when them stacking when they're stacking on to each other and along the walls of the vessel or whatnot that same space becomes smaller and smaller for any vessels to get through. So that means at some point, little to no oxygen is gonna be delivered depending on where that is at. But where that is happening at, and like I said, this is blood. So we have blood in our entire body from head to toe. Wherever that is at, that's where pain comes in. That That's when my body starts to break down. It's like, all right, listen here, we, we're, we're not able to do our job down here. We got construction going on and yeah, you about to be in a whole lot of pain, homie, if you don't <laughs> give us some more oxygen or something. So that that comes into play with me staying hydrated to continue to feed my body to act properly and deal healthy, deal with healthy blood cells to keep them from getting sickle shape as much as possible. So that's drinking water uh make making sure i have you know just good i'm realizing this part now just now last year or two making sure i have good levels of oxygen depending on what i'm doing so like now my my test phase i guess at this moment because i kind of do this throughout my entire life just to continue i have no choice really to continue to learn how my body works not only just within sickle cell but also just with anything outside of sickle cell that can potentially put me in a crisis that I'm kind of aware of, but don't necessarily have a full understanding of. So right now my test is when it's raining or something like that. I know for the most part, the oxygen levels change when it's raining outside. So I tend to go into a crisis a lot more when it's like that. If my body is not hydrated or keeping high levels of oxygen in my body, so I tend to get sick. You know what? I never thought about that. Like I knew like when it rains, it's like they like you often sometimes can get a more in crisis, but I didn't know mm -hmm. the specific reasoning why. But now that you just said that, that makes so much sense because the oxygen levels change. That's mm -hmm. the reasons why I'd even put that two and two together. Like I was, yeah, I thought it was just like the rain itself or something like that. I didn't know. I didn't even right. think about it. That was like, oh, it's because the oxygen levels are changing. Right, right. Now see, I, I I don't know when I was first aware of that, but I didn't, like I said, I didn't really start focusing on that and trying to get mm -hmm. an understanding of that until probably like a year, year and a half ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Because before then, I was in MSG phase. You remember I was talking right, about right. MSG, mm -hmm. don't do this, do that. So 
I was I was in the MSG phase for myself and focusing on that. And that that, that was damn near three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Ah, whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> MSG isn't everything. But all right. right. We'll, we'll get away from that. But yeah, that oxygen levels change when it's about to be the about to be a storm or it's about to rain. And then when it is raining, and then the um levels when the rain is gone, like you know, sometimes it'd be more humid, sometimes it'd be a lot cooler. So, mm. like either way when when the rain is happening like that my oxygen level changes in regards to doesn't matter what i'm doing i could just be sitting still being on the computer or just sitting still playing the game me still i mean i'm still i still got to breathe but the oxygen levels change so much to where it can put my body kind of like in shock and the body is like oh snap bro we're not getting enough oxygen anywhere we just got to continue doing our job and hopefully he gets some extra oxygen and send it down here ASAP overnight it Amazon like <laughs> I'm sorry in my head like I said everything got a voice to me all right <laughs> that's what I want to do with animation I swear to God I want right. to do with animation everything got a voice to me but uh yeah yeah so knowing that even with what I just explained I just pointed out three different moments when the oxygen levels change and that's at a rapid rate. So before it rains, while it's raining and after it rains, oxygen levels changing. And that's a shock for, for my body if I'm not where I should be in regards to continually uh, to maintain and stay hydrated. Yeah. And then the fourth part is if I'm caught in the rain, me getting wet, that's that part i learned that part early on to where i can't get too wet because depending on what's going on with my body levels are with oxygen and also temperature if it's cold rain it's also going to send my body into shock because mm. when my body levels change that quick even if it's just from me taking a shower and then coming out into a colder atmosphere even if it's just in a room or in a hallway yeah that's, that that that's too much my body's gonna go into shock we were changing temperatures over here so the to bet the best way to explain this even with all the examples that i may provide or even share in the story mm. just think of it as all right so with every time uh the oxygen levels change or the body got to do something at a rapid rate or a high level the body is using more energy to do that okay okay so that that's in regards to oxygen levels or whatnot like you know how you know how it is in regular life period just if you're working outside right and it's it can be nothing but snow outside if you go out there and work non-stop you're going to warm up you're going to start right. to sweat that's the body working so in levels like that when it's a shock to my body and things are changing rapidly the body is still using that said oxygen and whatnot that i have in my body whatever it is that's left right. and if it's using too much when i don't have enough oxygen to really provide that said energy to continue to engage or adjust then yeah i'll mess around and go into a crisis so i gotta wear a hat I gotta keep socks on i gotta stay warm i gotta keep the heater on and right. then wherever else i'm going if it's hot as hell outside and i go into somebody else's house and they got the ac oh, on yeah. full blast mm -hmm. no fam i'm not coming in uh, <laughs> have a good day. I'll see y'all later. Right. Or I, I gotta slowly change my temperature in in regards to just being able to get to that. Because
because I can't go from outside when it's 98 and then go into somebody else's house when it's, I don't know what what's the typical temperature for when it's cold uh, inside the house, but I'm going to just say 60 or something. No, right. damn, that's that's too much. That's too much. Can't do that. So, um, okay. yeah, that's what sickle cell is pretty much. Goes from flexible to soft blood cells that is perfect to deliver oxygen throughout the body. But when they are sickle, they become uh, sticky and rigid and can mess around and stick on top of each other and stick on along the walls or the vessels and veins or whatnot to deliver oxygen. And like I said, that's with anywhere in the body because we have blood anywhere and everywhere in the body. So I've yeah. had pain everywhere in my body except for one spot. All right. So I guess you're going <laughs> to probably figure what that out. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Y'all want to understand it? I'm, I'm giving you all of it right here now, okay? <laughs> I, you can find videos of it on YouTube. I've broken it down. But, hey, I'm bringing it all the way down here as well. I've had pain everywhere in my body, from head, back of my neck, ears, jaw, mouth, inside my mouth, roof of my mouth, my nose, hips, high, arms, toes, like all of it, except for one area. And I, I continue this prayer, this prayer right here. <laughs> this prayer is a prayer that gets done Lord Jesus. consistently, okay? Mm -hmm. The fact that I don't get priapism. And for those who don't know what priapism is, um, for... I'm going to just say for me, because I was going to say in males in general, but I'm going to just say for me. But this this is overall a general statement, but I don't want to attach it to everybody else to be like, yep, that's the exact same thing. Um, priapism is when having a, a, a erection and in normal cases, like, you know, people can have erections in long, long terms and then, all right, something wrong. But in, in my case, it's the same thing, but now imagine uh, a crisis there, like there's pain there. And with sickle cell pain, at least for me, depending on what it is and how I'm feeling, if it's sharp pain or throbbing pain or whatnot, I do certain things to counteract it depending on how the pain is maneuvering and how it's changing and, and what it started out as. So, some things I you, you can apply ice to or some things you can apply heat to, but for the most part, sometimes ice overdo it and can make my crisis worse, especially if I'm already in a crisis and I got to be cold on that specific area. Like if my arm is in a crisis, I've had the ambulance pick me up and take me to the hospital, but just going from the entrance of the apartment complex to the actual ambulance truck. My arm might be out, not covered with a blanket. And just that 20 seconds of the air hitting my arm is like, oh my God, this is about to escalate by the time I even get to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So in regards to priapism, stuff like that, like I said, I've never had it, but I do not, how can I say this? I, I, I don't say appreciate, that's a, that's a little weird, but. Uh, I mean, no, that's. I mean, <laughs> I would say I, I, I respect, I'll say it like this. I respect other um, individuals that also have sickle cell and have had priapism and continue to live life and do things because it's like, in, in that regard, I have not had it. So just thinking mm. about it in regards to 
sexual activities or whatnot, like I could only imagine how embarrassing that really could be. And then to go to the hospital like that, like you're, you're still have, you still have a, a full blown erection, but you're also in pain, bro. And you got to go into the hospital like that. And who knows what, what actually was going on at the house. Like if you was getting it in with a lady and it's like, bro, <laughs> that just kind of killed yeah. the mood. And yeah. depending on who she is and if she's strong enough mentally or just understand you and your situation, ah, she might not be there when you get back. And she's like, <laughs> you know what? That's a bit much. I wasn't expecting all of that. But yeah, respect to everybody who has actually have that and dealt with it. I can only imagine how embarrassing that actually is. And then to know that the only only way that I'm aware of from talking to other sicklers and nurses and whatnot, that blood got to come out, bro. That blood got to come out. Oh, blood yes. gotta come out. Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. And oh, uh, the best and way to draw blood. Back <laughs> to the story. <laughs> uh, you figure that part out. All right, you figure out. Like, we don't need the details. I think we got a full imagination. Right. Oh, I'm so happy you put explicit on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, all right, let's let's get into the story now. Any any, any questions, anyone in the audience? <laughs> like we, uh, 40 minutes in, we are now getting into the story. <laughs> any, any extra questions? Are you good? You ready? You all right? I'm good. Good, good, sir. All right. All right, so this story, to give background... This story is the start and the end of having um, a new doctor and losing an older uh, doctor. Um, to keep the backstory short, there was a doctor when I was in the hospital, came to visit me, I'm admitted and whatnot, and he came to visit me and he he's not my main main doctor like some doctors have like their their partner in, in the office or something like that like he's also a doctor but he's not like the doctor's assistant it's just another doctor when the main doctor is out or something like that so you normally are seeing you're normally seeing one of the two on a regular basis but this particular doctor he came and saw me in the hospital and i've always kind of had an iffy vibe with him just because of some of the things that he have said in regards to me being sick and stuff that he actually said well, like while I, while I'm sick it's like uh I don't, I don't know where you're going with that but it's not cool if it's what I'm thinking so one yeah. time he came to visit me and I was sick I think I was doing a lot better at this point but I still probably had like another day or two before it's comfortable going home and he said he said, um, there are other, man, yeah, this, this, this dude is an asshole. Um, he said, there are other people that get sick all across the world, and you don't see them, like, going to the hospital on a regular basis. There's people in Africa who can't even go to the hospital, and yet you're, like, he didn't say this word for word. I'm, I'm just no, yeah, summarizing, yeah. kind of. There's people all over the world who get sick, and here you are coming in and out of the hospital, and you don't necessarily need to be. You can take care of this at home. Mm-mm. And just hearing a doctor say that, right? It's like, bro, like, okay, he, though he's he might not be my main doctor that I always see, but even 
for the fact that I've been with them long term, like since I was a in pediatric. Well, we can even say the start of pediatric. Like yeah. these doctors with me for a long time, bro. They knew mm. family, everything. So to hear him say that, it's like, what? Like, really? I'm here in a crisis, in pain, though I might be doing better now. But just to hear the fact of you saying that I don't need to be here. There's other people that do better with all, all of this and I could take care of this at home. It's like, bro, nah, see, you, you just ruined that relationship in my head in regards to me respecting not only your opinion, but also respecting you as a doctor, as right. an individual, like on yeah. both sides. It's like, bro, why would you say something like that? And then I can only imagine him saying that to other people. Mm. So in the moment, I, I wasn't tripping on it. I, I kind of shut down in conversation. Like, you know how it is, but I'm irritated. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen here, bro. This conversation yeah. is over with. <laughs> you need to stop picking at it. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of just let that be. But then the following day, like I said, I'm, I'm doing better. And I'm, I'm slowly in the process of, all right, I'm going to be going home in a few days. But after that, and I was like, all right, I call mom and dad. Lord Jesus. Dad got elevated. <laughs> he felt a certain mm-hmm. way as well, especially daddy. You know how daddy is. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I was like, you know what? The best best way for me to take care of this situation because now I'm all, I'm automatically thinking about the next time I go to the hospital, what could and can't happen, what I do and uh, don't know behind the scenes. And I'm like, just the just the fact of knowing that he he also ties into some a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes of me just getting better, taking mm. medicine, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, no, nah, man, I, I'm not even comfortable about that. So the best option I felt was to um, write a letter directly to, I don't want to call it a customer service, but there's a specific department to where you can report things, not only just for in the hospital, but you can report things directly to or about a a specific person, nurse-wise, doctor-wise. There's a division that is above them that, has direct ties to whether or not that's going to be my doctor anymore or them ever seeing me, them even being able to be in the room with me, all of that. So I break down this whole situation in a letter and broke down how disrespected and concerned I felt for him to make a statement like that. Right. And all right, I submit that. I I end up going home. Like I said, I was a few days away of going home. I submit that. And now I'm out, you know, just living regular life. At this point, I'm not, I'm not tripping about anything. I'm just regular. I know I'm not going to get sick again anytime soon because I just got out of the hospital unless I go and do something reckless and stupid, probably overdo it, which I have done before. But in this particular moment, when I went in the hospital, um, I was already kind of low on uh, pain meds and no matter no matter the amount of pain medicine that they had gave me, if I am outside of the hospital and I'm fighting this crisis, mm. majority of the time I'm going to be consuming or or using more of the pain medicine than it is actually required on the label. Like say it may say take one every six hours, depending on my level of pain, one of six hours is not about to cut it. Like being perfectly perfectly honest. I can manage it 
if I do it that way, then it's like, all right, I got to force myself to drink a lot of water, which is good. I have done before. And I got to focus like everything on my end got to be at 100 percent, period. Because now I got to rely on the medicine and still rely on when I'm not taking the medicine for the next period when I can actually do that. So everything got to be a top notch level for me to perform properly and, and get better at home. But if my crisis is such a heavy, heavy situation and probably the most painful, I only got, I only make two choices. It's either I'm going to really fight this out at home and do whatever I feel is necessary and make sure I don't push the limits in regard to like overdosing or go to the hospital, bro. Yeah. But a lot of the time, if I just got out of the hospital and especially if it was like two, three times and this is all still within one month, I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't want to go back, bro. So even if, with this particular story and mentioning that doctor, you can only imagine not only did I not want to go back, like I don't want to be dealing with him at all. Right. But anywho, I'm going to get back. When I got out, like I said before this, I had a certain amount of pain medicine. But now with me being out, all right, there are these little moments of small crisis here and there. And I'm like, all right, well, I got I to gotta get a refill at some point before this is gone so I can continue to manage what's going on with my body. Ah, oh, man, this is this, this the shitty part right here, boy. So I go to go get a, a, request, a, a request, a refill for my uh, medicine. And I noticed that the lady behind the counter is taking longer than usual. And this is a regular pharmacy that I would go to. She know me by name. I know her by name. Like they, they even know the family at this point. And things were taking longer than usual. And I'm like, all right, some, something might be wrong here. And then she comes back to the window. She says, well, um, I can't feel this here. Um, you, you would have to wait. And in my head, I'm like, wait, what? Like, I don't even, okay, whatever, lady. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. All right. So I discussed it. I think I was with mom. Yeah, I think I was with mom through all, through all of this, right, right here, going to the pharmacies and whatnot. And I'm like, you know what? Let's try taking it to Walgreens or something. Might be open 24 hours because I had already, after her, I had bounced around like two, three other different pharmacies just to get it filled. And they kept telling me the same thing too. And I'm like, man, something's not right. So all right, following day comes, and I'm I'm in a more pain than I was previously. Not in the hospital, but just I'm aware of the fact, like, all right, this this crisis is trying to come back a little bit, and I need to manage it. And now at this point, I've I've managed it enough within the 24 hours to where I'm I'm literally only down to like one or two yeah. pills left. Otherwise, I gotta go back to the hospital. Following day comes and yeah, that's exactly what happened. That that's exactly what happened. I, I take my last two, manage it, and I'm like, all right, cool. Time time to go into crunch mode, crunch time, and that's just me downing gallons of water nonstop. I don't care. I don't want to go back to the hospital. I'm gonna down as much water as I can, and I know there's a limit with me because at a certain point, I'm gonna throw all this water up. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I'm doing the best to not go back, bro. Mm -hmm. And I'm with mom, like I said, she's taking me around and whatnot. And I'm like, this is this is crazy. Something isn't right. And I go to a clinic, an ER clinic, 
And no, 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 before I go to the ER clinic, we tried one more pharmacy and that person said, um, we're, we're all out, but you should um, check your um, physician and see if you can get this filled. And with her saying that, I'm like, okay, something's not right here. Yeah, like this ain't the normal. Yeah. So I call, I call, I did exactly that. I called the doctor's office to talk to um, my main doctor, the main guy. He wasn't in. So I ended up um, having to hear from the other guy, the same dude that said that statement in the hospital. And he says, I, I asked about the situation. One, I don't want to be on the phone with you, but I ain't got no choice. Um, I mentioned the situation and what's going on. And then he says, oh, yeah, um, you can't get that filled. Um, you're no longer a patient of ours. Whoa, 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 whoa. And before then, hey, I've been talking to you, ain't called you, ain't did nothing. But it was all... You've been going around this what? whole time, going to pharmacy to pharmacy, and you call him, and, and that's what he tell you. Bro, he says that. And, and at that point, I'm like, all right, either I relay this information to mama right now, <laughs> <laughs> or I, I just get off the phone and then I break it down to her. Because you know how mama will react in a oh, moment yeah. like that. Yep. That, that. That right there could have turned into... Uh, a mad black woman <laughs> on the phone <laughs> and i and i feel in situations like that i'm like bro i just don't want to escalate anything to get any any higher on any level i don't yeah. care what it is but um yeah he says that and i'm like oh snap i break that down to uh mom as well and she was yeah she 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 was <laughs> definitely upset to say the least and I'm like, but I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to the hospital right now. Like, can we just try a clinic or something? And this is where I go to the uh, ER clinic. And at this point, um, yeah, mom, we get in there whatnot. I'm waiting to see a doctor or whatnot at an ER clinic. Mind you, I don't even remember the last time I ever went to an ER clinic. I've always been just straight to the hospital, right, take care right. of my situation, period. So I go to the ER clinic. All right, we waiting, blah, blah, blah. Um, they finally call me up. Mama's, you know, she stays in the lobby or whatnot. But I know at this point, mom about to call daddy in this. Oh, yeah. Oh, everything so. about to get worked <laughs> up in here. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah. Um, so I get back there with that doctor. And like I guess I'm still confused with everything that's going on. Because I'm like, how, how y'all going to, how you say that and not even tell me that y'all dropped me? Y'all mm-hmm. don't even... Y'all can't even see me, support me at all. But yet, I'm out here running around a different pharmacy trying to get my situation straight. Y'all could have told me this in the hospital, bro. Like, y'all could have called and told me. Even if I wasn't in the hospital, I would think decency and professionalism would be, all right, call and let them know what's what, what. Right. Or it's, even send an email, something. Nothing, nothing. Nothing, bro. I had to find this out while I'm fighting a, a low-scale crisis because I don't want to go back to the hospital right. and I don't have any more pain medicine now. So, like, the only thing I can rely on is just hydrating my body on every level, drinking nonstop water, mm-hmm. trying to keep my emotions neutral, trying to keep my mind busy so I can continue to stay at neutral on all levels, trying to make sure mama don't flip out because if mama flip out, man, F it. <laughs> Everything's yeah. going to go left. Like, all of this is going on. 
and I get back that I get back there to the uh, ER doctor, and you know, doctors they have um, access to your information, if especially if you're a regular patient or something like that. No matter where you go, your your profile, your 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 information is there in in some type of form or whatnot. So I get back there, and the doctor says, uh, um, I noticed that you recently got released, et cetera, et cetera. And at this point, not only am I irritated and mad, but I don't want to put that on to him as well. Right. So I break it down to him exactly what I'm saying now, probably like in a shorter version, but I was like, yeah, this is this and that happened. And now I'm just now finding out that I can't even be supported by them and I don't know what else to do. Well, what do you think is the best option, blah, 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 to do? And I'm doing this all in a respectful manner. Like I said, I don't want to put none of this energy on him at all. This is somebody who's trying to help me. I'm not trying to burn that bridge at all. If I got to, I'll rebuild your whole bridge, bro. Like, what you want? (laughs) We good over here, fam. (laughs) Can you help a brother out, though? Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I break it down to him. And thankfully, he was was a cool dude. And... uh, since I don't have a doctor, that's when I also found out that ER doctors or clinical doctors, they're only allowed to do certain things if you're not up under a certain physician uh, physician or insurance. So he's only able to help me with enough for 24 hours. And mm. for me, I'm like, I know that's not enough. Need, yeah, I know that's not enough. So at that moment, I already got it in my head that I'm gonna have to go to the hospital at some point, but I, I respected him and I thanked him for that. And uh, yeah, we just talked about other stuff, and he understood sickle cell and all of that. And that, that's even a rare thing as well. You would think doctors and nurses are familiar with sickle cell at, at least fifty percent. Man, no, you'll be surprised how many professionals I come across that are not in tune, not only with sickle cell, but even understand it in regards to the individual. Mm. But he was cool. He worked out for me. I got 24 hours worth or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. I know I'm about to go to the hospital at some point because this, right. this isn't enough. All right. So that night, go back home. All right. I'm, I'm like, all right, man. I, I got my regular routine of when I'm trying to you know, keep it all smooth, my crunch time routine. But now I got to elevate this routine. Like, I'm going to give it my best shot to really not go in. And plus, in my mind, like, situations like this, there are there are plenty of moments, and I've said this before, that everything has value. It's up to you, like, on how you engage with it or remain aware of it. So with this, with this I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it my very best shot. But I also pointed out a positive for myself that really helped me to stay on this mindset was, all right, this is a moment where I got to try to really get better without meds. Let's see. Let's see how heavy I, I can really do this. Like, right. Yeah. How accurate or how helpful. What, what, are, what are some things I can think of to keep me at a state, not only at a neutral level, but also mm. if I can diminish the pain that I'm receiving. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let, let's do that. It, it's go time. Because now it's learning phase. Now I found value in something. Now I'm, now I'm about to engage to see if I can really push that. All right. All night. No, 
that plan went <laughs> <laughs> went out the door. Went out the door. Trash burns. <laughs> no sir. I, I was doing my very best, drinking water. I'm like, you know what? With this, if I space this out properly within this time span, uh-huh. within 24 hours, I only have this, this, and this. So the gap in between that, I can maneuver and put a heating pad. I can drink some water and maintain and stay neutral in my mind. I'm gonna play a game. But this, nope. this, yeah, it didn't work. It didn't. <laughs> I only got like at least an hour or two of sleep at that. And uh, that's that's also when I realized that uh, how my body works in regards to me not getting sleep and when I am getting sleep that 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 stood out for me then as well. Okay. So okay. Um, two hours of sleep happened. Go to the hospital that night, and uh, yeah, in in my head, in my head, I'm thinking, all right, cool. This is simple routine. A uh, routine. Uh, doctors and nurses, they know me here at the hospital. I've been right. coming to this hospital for That's who knows how long. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm going to just go back. Hopefully this is just an overnight situation, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, I don't even know how this is going to go because I don't have a doctor now. That is over me at all. So I go in. This is when I knew, all right, this is about to... <laughs> This is about to turn into <laughs> a huge hurdle and multiple at that. I, I just knew something was going to go left. Because I get in there. Okay, I see the the nurse behind the counter in the ER. You know, you got to go in and register. Hi, what you here for? Blah, blah, blah. I'm here for sickle cell, et cetera, et cetera. I'm in a crisis. All right. That person behind the desk, I'm familiar with. She sees me. I see her a lot of times. So, she didn't really have to ask me too many questions. She's just like, all right, yeah, I know, I know what's going on here. Right. But as soon as I step behind that door to go to the back area, triage or whatnot, bro, when I tell you there was not a single doctor or nurse that I was familiar with or I had ever seen before, I was like, oh snap. It's gonna be a situation. Oh snap. Yes. This this just turned into hell. <laughs> turned in hell because the the reason that I felt that way was because now not only am I dealing with people that don't know at least this is what I'm I'm guessing but I turned yeah, out to be yeah. correct because I'm familiar with this whole atmosphere and dealing with sickle cell and whatnot not only am I dealing with people who don't know me necessarily in the hospital and able to identify the fact that uh, I'm not a sickler addict just in here to get pain medicine and mm-hmm. in and out, but they're not familiar with sickle cell either. I'm I'm guessing that already, and I, I was correct, but I'm guessing that, and I'm like, bro, this is about to be this is about to be something. This is about to be an emotional journey for myself because every time I gotta engage with somebody that is unaware of it, if it's one or two, I'll say probably three to four people max, I can deal with that. But if I'm already in a crisis and I got to deal with everybody who is not aware of sickle cell and even not even familiar with me, this is, oh my God, it's about to be so stressful and emotional, bro. So uh, yeah, that's exactly what happens. As the night go on, um, the the ER, they have their regular 24-hour procedure sometimes not 24 hours, probably one to three days. They have their typical procedures, period. Mm. Just with 
with you coming back there, if you're back there for pain or if you need IV or anything like that, there is a specific default structure. Default is the main word here, default, that they just mean a procedure or a way that they go about things that they use for everybody else as well. The only okay. thing that is different is like say in my case, if if they would have done it correctly, they would be aware of, okay, yeah, I get this particular medicine at this particular dosage around this particular time and I can be in and out of here within less than 24 hours and my crisis isn't that high. Like all the, all the specific details would also be applied. But like I said, they're not familiar with me at all on any level. So I'm getting default procedure. And this is probably also because I don't have a doctor listed. Mm. So it's a combination. You don't have like to listen. They don't know nothing about sickle cell. And then so they're going off a protocol that doesn't even like equivalent to the protocol right. for you. Right. So. And then they're, they're not even familiar with me period, coming yeah. to the hospital. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting the default structure and the default structure for the most part, and listen, there are specifics that they should pay attention to. But like I said, they there is none because they didn't. And I, I'm not listed to have a doctor either. The default is, all right, I get IV, I get fluids, and I get one or two doses of whatever particular medicine that is supposed to help me. But they're not at the levels that I normally would get them. These are at no matter what number you want to put in your head right now, if you if you want to put it at a thousand, I don't care. Just take ten percent of that. That's the dosage that I'm I'm receiving. I'm receiving ten percent of whatever the hell my my normal is. Yeah. So right then, it I can get that ten percent. Well, not not I can. I got that ten percent. It helped for fifteen minutes done i need some <laughs> i need some more help here now <laughs> this crisis is slowly taking off because now i'm not only aware of everything else but it's taking a toll on me because mm. emotionally i'm like i said i'm aware of all of this i'm stressing myself out mentally i can't calm myself because it's like i don't have a doctor i don't even know what to expect anymore yeah. like everything is piling on me now the crisis is getting worse worse yeah i'm getting more pain and the more I stress myself out mentally, the more I'm unaware, the more emotional I am, that elevates my level of pain. So I came in, let's say with a level uh, of four, I'm able to walk and whatnot, but I'm, I'm irritated and I know that this is going to escalate. Sorry, had to cut it off at some point, but no worries. The story is just going to start it. Make sure to follow us on social media at Provoking Dialogue. That's P-R-O-V-O-K-I-N Dialogue. And check out our website, ProvokingDialogue.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes and leave a review about how much you like the podcast by clicking Podchaser at the very top. Stay tuned for part two in our next episode. You don't want to miss it.